Hello. Perfect. Hey guys, welcome, 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 welcome. Come in, check out the news, the dong, all them things there. Thank you. Thank you for having us in your humble abode, Sir Dougie. You're welcome. You're welcome. Sit down, grab a drink, and uh, let's get started. Hey guys, welcome back to Nautical Twang, and you're here with your favorite yardies living in the six. I'm your host for today. I'm Dougie, and I'm joined with Shads and Leslie. Girls, how are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful. You know, it's a moody Tuesday. Mm. But <laughs> yeah, the 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 Tuesday is definitely gloomy. It's definitely you know a lot to get accustomed to, but. We press on and we try to not, you know, let we have let ourselves have any gloom and doom because of it. Okay, sounds good, sounds good. Now, today we're going to discuss something super exciting and it's something I'm passionate about. And I'm not talking about Jamaican food. Today we're going to talk about Jamaican music. So let's get started. Okay, guys, so we're back, and today is Leslie's day. If there's anybody who enjoys reggae music more than Leslie, they don't exist. (laughs) What a preamble. What a welcome to me. Yes, no one knows reggae music quite like I do. And it's okay. I don't have a problem with that. I really, really, really do love reggae music. And, well, really anything that comes from Jamaican artists, because, you know, pro-Jamaican all day, every day. Um, But what I really want to talk today about is reggae music and how it shapes perceptions of us and how it shapes us as individuals whether when we were back home and where we are now here in the six so first i want to touch on the evolution of reggae music or the pseudo evolution of reggae music in the last decade specifically what people termed as the reggae revival which is the rise of the protégés, the chronics, the Kalisa Keznamdi, the Jesse Royal, the Raging Fire, the Kabaka Pyramid, the list is in endless. Um, but I can speak for myself. I know that growing up reggae music, the, it, there was a sweetness to it, a nostalgia to it. We know the Bobs, we know the Dennis Brown, we know the Gregory Isaacs. We, we can sing them, we can... Um, associate them with a a relaxing Sunday afternoon at home with the family but to me I can specifically say that I thought that reggae was more compartmentalized for those sort of nostalgic events now with the last decade with the advent and the rise of those artists I mentioned earlier it seemed there was an evolution or a reintroduction of reggae to our age group and our particular group of, or a group as a group of listeners that weren't necessarily paying attention before because we were so heavily influenced or heavily immersed in a dance hall space, if, if memory serves me correctly. So I just want to start off with you, Dougie. How do you feel about the evolution of reggae music in the last decade with all of that information I just, you know, threw out there? So the funny thing about the evolution of reggae is that over the last 10 years, 
the individuals that have risen to prominence in this new form of reggae because growing up reggae to me was my uncle's type of music. So it was the Barris Hammond, it was the Bob Marley, it was the Dennis Brown, it was the Barrington Levy. Like it was like smooth, like Sunday morning kind of thing. Like it gave you that vibe, like you needed to be down by Raytown eating some fish and dancing. Mm-hmm. But with the but with the the revival of reggae, what I've noticed is that the indigenous singers, and I like to call them indigenous singers because they were the first. So their kids or their grandkids or people who are in close proximity to these like musical legacies these are the people who are now coming back and rebranding reggae so reggae reggae artists know like they're the same age um they they have kind of like the same passion the same the same hobbies and stuff like that and i think that's kind of what's helping to revitalize reggae. It's that we have so many new reggae uh, festivals like reggae, rebel salute and then we have these new young artists that are providing us with like such new insights on what reggae is now versus what it was back then. That's definitely a fair point about the the quote unquote reggae revival. Uh, I want I, I wouldn't call them a super group because they aren't groups, but they, they, you, your brain kind of associates all of them at once, and the fact that they are interlinked as you rightfully said, with the persons who made reggae what reggae was all those years ago. It's amazing and it's interesting because I think that's a little known fact about it because outside of, say, um, who can I call? Protégé, whose parents had a musical influence um, and the other persons that, all of them come to mind, you kind of see them and say reggae some fest that the main stage when they had, you know, the difference between international night and regular night, uh, international night and dance all night or rebel salute. You, you got this impression initially that these are just persons who grew up loving reggae, listening to reggae, and then boo, they're here. But for instance, even Chronics, who says his father, whose father, who not says, whose father is Chronicle, who has a reggae background. It's true that it's interlinked and it seems to be passing down through the generations that, that trickle down effect is having such a great impact because not only are their kids carrying on the torch, but they are igniting an interest in the age group that they're in and the levels below. It's like reggae is now cool. Reggae is popular for, you know, the teenagers to sing. Um, But Shad, you have anything to weigh in on that? To be honest, no. Um, Dougie kind of touched on a lot of the stuff that I would have said with regards to the reggae music that I know. It's like the stuff that my uncle, my parents uh, would have listened to. And truthfully, I was more the dancehall type of person just because I felt that reggae was a little bit too relaxing for me. And it would always Mm -hmm. put me to sleep. (laughs) But I love reggae music. I do love reggae music, but it was just too relaxing for me. And that's 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 just how we grew up. Um, and that's that's exactly how I felt. I'm not going to go around it. It's even as like you became an adult and you're allowed to drink or whatever. There was like a, a running joke with my my coworkers and I would be like, oh, you know, you you hear a car passing with the speakers on loud. And they have um, various common plane or they have um, whatever. And we're just like, oh, you know, 
I want to hear some reggae and I want to drink a red stripe and I want to go buy a boombox. Like those <laughs> sorts of jokes exactly. were the jokes that we, we would have and the jokes we would make because it was kind of like, well, reggae is not for daily consumption. That's more of a dance hall thing. You know what I mean? Exactly. Um, but speaking of the transition, the evolution of reggae, one of the things that I guess shocked, but didn't really shock us as Jamaicans was the success of coffee at the recently concluded Grammy Awards and her winning the Grammy for best reggae album. Um, Shadza, sure you can speak on that as a woman and as a Jamaican. Like, how did that make you feel when Coffee won? I was elated. Again, I wasn't surprised at all that she won because, especially here in the GTA, everywhere you went, you would hear her music. You would hear Toast playing on repeat. There are people who I would find listening to Toast that I wouldn't have imagined would even know who Coffee was. Um, she was. She actually performed in Brampton um, over, I want to say it was a summer. Last year's summer, she performed. So she did uh, gather a large number of people. So it that was really nice to see. So again, because of how much she was out there and how catchy her music was and just how refreshing her energy was, I just felt that was what also made her so popular and mm -hmm. again yeah when she won i wasn't surprised and i was extremely happy of course this young woman first woman to win in that category mm -hmm. it was great it was great and that's that's how i felt too i mean woman power and such but i also just like her music i like her vibe i like her backstory i like the authenticity she carries in everything that she seems to do and i'm only expecting great things from her amen in the time ahead and it's funny that you touched on coffee and how much her songs play in the gta because um well, obviously we had had an encounter recently and it was funny to me um that well we went out and we were at a bar and they played her songs they played toast and they played her new song, W. And it was one of those, it wasn't surreal. Because, I mean, you're Jamaican, you expect to hear music everywhere. That may come across very boastful, but it just is what it is. Like, you don't expect to go anywhere and not hear a Jamaican artist. Let it be Shaggy, let it be, you know, Shaggy, it wasn't me, Sean Paul, give me the lights. Um, yeah, God, you know, let's never forget that good old cartel is almost everywhere we go. But <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that, one of the things I think is strange about being in a new society and in a new space, like said the GTA, is how your Jamaicanness is like um, an introduction to you, or it's an introduction. People use it as a way to introduce themselves to you. So in this instance, we went to the bar. And we were just there, just sitting and they were playing random music. Like we, we are vibesy, whatever. We're having a good time, you know, rocking to the music or whatever. It's like the DJ automatically knew, hey, these are Jamaicans. And there came the coffee. There came the cattle. There came the whatever. And that was not the first time it had, it had happened. We're in use. There's um, 
your Jamaicanness is like a calling card. Like it, it, the Jamaican music, it introduces you before you even have a chance to introduce, introduce yourself. So once a Jamaican, I was literally upstairs in the bar by myself. And then a Bob Marley came on. And I was just like <laughs> laughing in my head because I was like, is this because the guy I needed, I need me at the door. And then when he carried me up, he just went to the DJ. I was like, oh, by the way, this is Jamaican here. Cause it was just so bizarre. Like they were playing, <laughs> they were playing, um, Sweet Caroline. They were playing rock music. And then out of the blue, there was a Bob Marley. And I was just <laughs> thinking to myself, that's something that is a unique. POV to someone living in the diaspora who's from Jamaica, probably another island, but we can't really speak to that. But your Jamaicanness acts as a calling card and using Jamaican music to kind of draw you in is how people kind of show that, you know, we're with you, we like you, we accept you. Um, Francois, can you speak on that? Oh. <laughs> Dougie, can you speak on that? <laughs> Dougie, can you speak on that? You're putting my government out there. Um, <laughs> uh, are you talking about the symbolism of coffee's win or just uh, reggae being a calling card? Like reggae being a calling card. Because I think me and Shadia, you know, gave her her woman's poem. I really want you to speak to how reggae can introduce you into a space that you weren't necessarily trying to introduce yourself into. Uh, for me, I think reggae is, is most definitely the glue that binds us together. Um, growing up, I can recall reggae being that, that centerpiece to, um, country shops. So you, you go to the country and there's always this sound box that's playing and, you know, men gather, they're drinking some red stripes and they're having a good time. And that's, 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 that's kind of what I, I consider reggae to be like a sense of community. I think reggae embodies the Jamaican spirit. If you're in New York and it's the 4th of July and you step into a backyard, if you're hearing that Sanchez uh, playlist with that Buju mm. band, it definitely mm -hmm. it, it joins everything just together. Like everyone wants to be a part of, of this culture. So people look at you, the first thing they see is, oh, Bob Marley, reggae. And, and, and that's how you identify or some or, or how they identify you as a Jamaican. So definitely reggae is the glue that holds us all together, but it also personifies the Jamaican spirit. But does it but does it in any at all in any way hinder you? Do you feel as if the stereotypes surrounding being Jamaican act as a hindrance? For instance, you know the way we're portrayed in media, whether it be films or be TV shows, whether someone finds out you're Jamaican and they want you to, you know, sing about Marley or they start singing one to you or the, the most pervasive one is, I don't even want to say it because it upsets me so much, but the Irimans, <laughs> Iriman, I don't even know what they say. Yeah, biz. Yeah, man. There you go. Be blessed. But it's just, it's so over the top and so ridiculous, but I, I don't find it offensive. I just find it weird. That, that that is I don't know considered normal anywhere in North America does it does it, am I am I the only one here who finds that just weird and it's not it's not rude it's just bizarre am I the only one here um Chad's go ahead with the whole Yaman and <laughs> everything is Irie <laughs> I just want people out there who aren't Jamaican to know that whenever you do go to visit Jamaica and they tell you to do that I'm just going to put it out there. I'm going to spoil the fun. I'm so sorry to all the Jamaicans out there. We do it to make fun of you on the low. 
I'm just going to put that disclaimer out there. I'm so sorry, guys. So whenever they ask you to say Yaman and everything is Irie, refrain. Please don't do it. How we actually say it is Yemen. Wagwan is legit. And you're good. I don't think anyone says everything is Irie anymore. <laughs> Did we ever though? <laughs> you know, it could be a generational thing. Like probably it was what was said before. It was popular for us, but it's just Okay, I can speak to the fact that I, I find it strange and bizarre, especially in a North American setting. But say someone, when I go to like all-inclusive hotels in Jamaica and they have the entertainment coordinators and they're doing it because they're just trying to get them to feel relaxed and immersed in the Caribbean flavor. But it it, it, it just feels contrived. And it it's very, cringy. It, it, it's very weird because there's, there's you know, there's, Imitation is the what in, imitation is the most sincere form of flattery, but they aren't imitating us. They're imitating a stereotype of somebody that is supposed to represent us. Like it's 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 jumbled in my mind every time I think about it because I'm just like there is nobody who like. And then the thing is, we have a very limited um, experience with people who are doing this, and then there are the people who have the extreme ones where people say stupid things to them like do you live in trees um why don't you have locks do you wear shoes and do you have dreadlocks? Like, how come you don't have dreadlocks? i feel like this Definitely. i'm gonna probably end up saying this every episode but in the year of the <laughs> lord 2020 where there is internet in a lot of places even if it's not in your home there are cafes there's some hot spot somewhere you can use the internet like ignorance is not an excuse <laughs> Ignorance is not ever going to be an excuse, but that's just me because I'm just who I am. And I could all of regular little more. If you come to me and I remind me, I'm going to look at you with the blankets there and tell you to be blessed and leave. And that will just be it. Like, let's not try to have a dialogue after that, for sure. There's nothing that we're going to talk about. Trust me. Um, <laughs> so moving forward, I'm going to come to you and say, Yaman. And everything iry just because you, know, <laughs> you, you be blessed you be blessed you be blessed <laughs> Dougie, go on. no leslie you, you touched on a couple of points and i mean i'm i mean i'm there with you i am there with you and shadia i'm shads you know again we are put, we are putting the government out there but but leslie calls <laughs> um people don't look for us on our socials um <laughs> just kidding <laughs> But um, you you touched on a couple of points, and uh, and and Shaz did touch on the point about you know the Irie, the Yaman. I've never really personally had, well, that that's a lie. I actually have a coworker that constantly like types Yaman to me on Skype. But I mean, I mean oh my god, <laughs> it, it's it's okay, it's okay. I mean, we, we we've cleared the air on that, so that's fine. Um, but let's you touch on a couple of points, and I want to get into that. We talk about all this Jamaican pride, and I just want to allow that to simmer in a bit. So let's just think about that for, for a moment and then we'll get back to it, all right? So, Leslie, you spoke about the, the intricacies of how reggae is sold to tourists. And 
the Yemen and the Irie and the, you know, what's, you know, Wagwan, right? For me, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's strange because when we have these conversations with people, they automatically draw from something from Cool Runnings and it was like, <laughs> they were like actual Jamaicans. So like, I kind of, every time they, they, they use, I know it's from, and that's okay. That's absolutely okay. But, you, we made all these, these these points about how reggae has revived itself and we have all these new people coming out. We have coffee. Um, and, I mean, the one thing that you guys didn't touch on is that she was actually on Obama's summer playlist for 2019. Yes, she was. How can I forget? I was elated. And it wasn't even me. <laughs> so I could only imagine. If you're, you're fellow Jamaican, you always feel happy for them. You know, once when Jamaican make it, we we'll all make it. That's that, that that sense of patriotism that that will never die for sure. Banging for sure. the pot covers together, and banging the pot covers <laughs> together. <laughs> and you know, you are you are right, Dougie. We're in front. Um, coffee's win is symbolic and amazing, and then Obama's. Like giving her on the, I think he was she was on his his playlist and his wife's workout playlist for summer and Christmas. Like her his wife's Mrs. Obama's Christmas workout playlist and then the summer playlist for president former President Obama. But he's a beverage for all season. <laughs> all seasons. <laughs> Hot and cold. I love coca tea. I can't say nothing. I love, I love coca tea. Every stage show I go to, I could have said coca tea perform the same five songs every time. I'm gonna watch coca tea. If you don't know who coca tea is, listeners, go find out. And him has, he hasn't aged. He has not aged and we love that about him as well. He even brought coffee out at Bridges Long Walk to Freedom. Um, Welcome back show last year, March. Wow. It's a lot. Dang, a whole year. Um, yeah, but Kogati's life. But I'm not getting off tactic here. Um, switching gears a bit. So we've talked about reggae and reggae revival and how it influences us. I think a lot of persons aren't aware that Jamaicans observe reggae once. And that, I think, is one of the coolest things that we do because... February traditionally in North America and the UK is considered Black History Month, but in 2008, January 2008, the government in Jamaica declared it Reggae Month. And now every year in February, they celebrate reggae icons, which, for instance, specifically Bob Marley and Crown Prince of Reggae, Dennis Brown, who were born in uh, February, February 6th and 1st, respectively. And they have a calendar of events each and every year, but the reggae influence is such so strong that I mean they've been dead for I know maybe thirty years, about thirty years at least. Yes, um, Bob Marley died May 11, nineteen eighty nine. Exactly, a whole thirty odd years, and every year no no stage show no stage show no full like catch a fire over Bob Marley Museum on Hope Road. And there, it's 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 amazing how reggae continues Eric, to transcend. My Nineteen eighty one before the masses come for me, <laughs> but he did die <laughs> May eleventh, nineteen eighty one. Fams, I was yeah. already there with my pitchfork because I'm like, 
I I knew I knew it was 1981 as well because I was not going to correct you because I figured you'd correct yourself, self-correct and such. Um, but the 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 fact that music reggae music from so long ago is still transcending all boundaries, like what does that say about us? as a people, as influencers, you know, like the original influencers. What does that say about us? Uh, Shads, go ahead. See. I'm going to be nice and answer this nicely as possible because we already know how the rest of the Caribbean feels about us. Please to know starting a Caribbean wars on this discourse. <laughs> please, I'll get enough of that every few weeks on Twitter when they get bored. Please don't do it here. Continue. It simply says that we are originators. We are the best. We are the greatest. We are idolized. We're amazing. It's that simple. And, uh, we are amazing set of people who always bring our A-games in everything that we do and everything that we touch. And that's just that's just facts on facts on facts. Dougie, anything different to say? You better have nothing different to say. You know? Like, I don't want the opposition. I just want you to just, you know, boost me. <laughs> boost me, I'm afraid. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Because <laughs> clearly I'm supplegent. Um <laughs> Boost you up. <laughs> what what are Jamaica? I think reggae is the one thing about Jamaica that transcends borders, languages, people, religions. Um the Philippines has like a Bob Marley there or something of that effect. And I don't know if Bob Marley has ever been to the Philippines. Um, but it's the one thing that they connect so much with Jamaica. I think reggae is so significant in the world that people who have never been to Jamaica, never met a Jamaican, will book tickets to live the authentic Jamaican life because reggae connected with them and they wanted to connect with the birthplace of reggae. So there are lots of Japanese who flock Jamaica to to live authentic lives. And I think that's commendable. Mm -hmm. There are people who love it so much they stay. And um, so most definitely reggae is, is something for us to be proud of. We... We, there are so many other things about Jamaica, inventions, um, we have like great athletes, but the one thing I think everyone knows about Jamaica is reggae. Um, the prettiest people. And girl, I know you ain't never lied, but let's not, let's not go off into this, you know. You know, I feel what's amazing about Jamaica is the ability to take every compliment or every criticism and make it a compliment. Like, you know, you guys are so both, but okay, but are we like? No, we're not. Like... <laughs> <laughs> no flag white for rice. No flag green as sand out of beach. Yeah. And so what? No one's going to cry about that. Um, it's so the... Go ahead. You know what, Leslie? Like, we've, we've covered so much today. Right. And, and mm-hmm. I think, you know, I just want everybody to appreciate everything that we have that is reggae and how the changes took place. But I kind of want to leave that with our audience for now. 
And I want to big up some people because it's a new section, a new segment that we're going to bring forth. And uh, it's called Big Up Yourself. This recipient of the Big Up Yourself Award is PG Case of Durham region. Now, if you don't know PG Case, PG Case happens to be a Jamaican who immigrated here when he was seven. Now he has a passion for community service and this all started in 2012 when he connected with a group uh, partaking in this Black History Month celebration at Trent University. And since then his love for oneness and community has ignited. So much so that he was instrumental in being a part of the Durham Region Police's uh, first Black History Month event. And he has held several positions on their board as well. Now, because PG is clearly Jamaican, and the one thing about Jamaicans is that we enough, PG has started his own non-for-profit and it's called Durham One. Now, the concept behind Durham One is just like Jamaica's motto, out of many, one people. But for Durham, it's one community, one vibe, and definitely one Durham. Round of applause, round of applause. Big up yourself. Okay, now we're going to close off the show, guys. And it was indeed a pleasure just conversing today and just having these, these worthwhile conversations about things that we're passionate about. But we need to address exactly how we feel about Reagan, how we feel about the conversation we had today. So, Leslie, you did an awesome job, but I want to start with Shads. What, do you, what are your thoughts uh, leaving the conversation today? Well, I learned a lot. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, basically, everything that you guys said in a summary, I appreciate how impactful reggae has been over the years and continues to be um, impactful in every country and how that allows people to flock to our country and just appreciate what we have to offer. And it also allows people, it also allows to move past the music and understand us as a people and everything that's there. Um, it's nice to listen to now, I guess, when older that I get, I don't fall asleep anymore. Um, <laughs> It's meditate. <laughs> my my parents would be proud. Um, but yeah. Okay, okay, that's a fair assessment. That's my two cents this time. It wow, exists. you found some two cents. I'm, I'm proud of you. <laughs> so proud. She dig it up with the old reggae. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's so really right. And what about you, Leslie? How, how do you feel about the conversation? I always enjoy conversing with you guys about topics, especially topics like this, which I'm passionate about, especially reggae. So, uh, I think that it's good that, well, hoping it was good that listeners could hear that there's a consensus that reggae, much as you guys love it and you love Bob, there's a lot more to it. Besides coffee, great. She is, may long may she reign. The regular revival for the last decade has put 
reggae in a whole new stratosphere and the artists that are coming that we didn't even mention like Lila Ike and Savannah and Kelisa and Naomi and okay I'm gonna go off on a tangent because I really just love reggae music but I just I'm happy that we were able to shed a little bit more light on it and I will also reassure or reaffirm that I like when we go out and reggae acts as a calling card for us because I'm telling you that when that DJ realized he were Jamaican, when we were having too much fun to the old time um, mystical <laughs> and whatever, and him go draw for the popcorn, I'm go draw for the cartel, I'm go draw for the bop, I was in heaven. And I would, I wanted to be like that at every event. Like, it's okay, GTA, I feel you. I see you. I feel seen. I feel heard. Yes. Keep it going. Keep it going. Okay. Okay. Uh, for me, uh, reggae will always be my uncle's music. Well, initial reggae, um, but the new the new reggae that is coming out, I think representation matters, and I think Jamaica has seen that and they've heard that. And with these new artists, are uh, the Protege, the Kesnambi, if I'm saying that properly, uh, the Chronics, the Coffee. I think when you can look at someone who who is able to live in the same space that you live in and art does imitate life and they're singing about what life is currently like in Jamaica to a new beat. The imagery in these videos are totally different and I feel that that's something that Jamaica needed and that's something that my generation needed. And totally means, agree. Mm-hmm. The, definitely, the, definitely. To to reconnect uh, with reggae and reconnect uh, with our roots. So I'm, I'm happy to see the transformation and I'm hoping that it continues. So guys, it wouldn't be not Twang if we didn't give you a little bit of patois to start your week, or at least end your week. Now, today's proverb is, sorry for Magadag, Magadag, turn around, bite you. Now, the meaning of this is very simple for the non-patois speakers. All it means is that the person you help today will do you wrong tomorrow. So until the next time you reach out to us, guys, feel free to visit us on all socials. Uh, for right now, we're just going to give you the Insta, and it is no little twang, which is N-U-H-L-I-K-K-L-E-T-W-A-N-G, and that's on IG. And uh, feel free to stop by Spotify, Google Podcasts, and even uh, Apple Podcasts, and check out the last episode of no little twang. Until next time, thank you so much for tuning in, and walk good.